Okay. Uh, what do you want to know, my friend? Well, I'm here because my sister's strawberry and bug couldn't be here today. But my question wait, is... Wait, wait, your sister's... <laughs> oh, that's their name? Strawberry yeah. and bug? Caitlin and Amanda, but... What's your name? <laughs> How old are you? I'm 12. Are you fucking 12 years old? <laughs> yes. You were fucking come when we made mall rats, man. For those of you who don't know, because this has gone back a few years now, back in like 96, 97, at one point I was commissioned by Warner Brothers to write a script for a new Superman movie. And how it came about, I think, was that somebody saw Mallrats, somebody at Warner Brothers, some studio exec, and was just like, watched Brody and, and T.S. talk about the kryptonite condom. And they were like, this guy seems to know a lot about Superman. <laughs> so I said, well, what do I have to do? What, and who's, who's the fucking dick do I have to suck to get this job? Try not to suck any dick on the way to the parking lot. Somebody at Warner Brothers would, would be like, we gave a fucking million dollar, multi-million dollar franchise to the Clerks guy? Like, he's going to turn in his script and fucking Clark, you know, jumping on Lois going, how many fucking dicks did you suck? Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi Scheme of Podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, what are we fighting about tonight? Well, tonight we are fighting about uh, one of the the true uh, geek icons. That's the first time that word's been used, uh, at least this show, right off the bat. We are talking about the best of Kevin Smith. So uh, who's fighting with us tonight? Well, we've got some old school geek fighters with us uh, because we had to throw this episode together because Babylon 5 fans don't exist um, because this is supposed to be best of Babylon 5. Uh, but we, we had to postpone it. It will happen. It's just we have to reorganize for that one. But with us is Kathy Lehman. Hello. Uh, Tess Craft. Hello. And Petter pe Lacus. Petter Lacus. Uh, Pete, you're still muted. Uh, that or you didn't realize we're talking to him. Yeah, now, now, now you're not. <laughs> no, he knew. Hey, folks. <laughs> Uh, so how do the fight, right? Yeah. How do the fights work? New script. <laughs> well, uh, each of our panelists chooses six things. Uh, in this case, all of them related to Kevin Smith. Uh, <coughs> they can be characters, movies, quotes, whatever. Uh, as long as they're Kevin Smith related, uh, we throw in two more chosen by our geek fight staff to bring it up to 32. We randomly match them up, drop them into tournament style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We each cast our vote and give our reasons, and the winner of each fight moves on to the next round. This continues until one emerges victorious and is crowned the best of Kevin Smith. Uh, there are no wrong answers on Geek Fights, only wrong people. You can use any rationale you want, be it clever and well thought out, or just crazy and random and personal. Anything you want, that's what we call Geek Logic, and some well-constructed Geek Logic has been known to sway votes, so choose your lar logic wisely. Largic. That's Largic. cool. Trademark uh, geek fights. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We got to. We still got to make up a word for uh, ba uh, Babylon Five fans. But uh, moving on, let's go to our first fight. Uh, Kathy, this one is yours. It is the AMC show Comic Book Men versus Dogma. 
Uh, I tried to watch one episode of Comic Book Men, and not being one of the people on the panel who actually reads comics all the time, I really wasn't that into it. And Dogma is a fucking great movie. So, Dogma. A vote for Dogma. Um, I'm going to say it. Being that I used to work in a comic shop, the stuff that was going on in the first couple episodes, I stopped watching because I, I, I just didn't like the fact that random people would bring in things that you would never, ever see in a comic shop. They were extremely rare to get somebody coming in doing that stuff. Uh, but apparently the show has changed. It's more of a, a reality show. Oh, Clerks reality show is what it actually has become. I haven't watched it since. Uh, but Dogma has Alan Rickman without a penis. So I got to vote for uh, Dogma. Um, Tess. I'm actually not a huge fan of Dogma personally. It, uh, I enjoyed certain things about it, but in terms of Kevin Smith movies, it's one of my least favorites. But I loved the hell out of Comic Book Man. I thought it was hysterical and ridiculous and fun, and I loved the rare geeky toys. And I've actually, I, I have met Walt Flanagan. I've been in Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, and. He is just as nuts as he seems on the show. So I'm going to go for Comic Book Men. Uh, vote for Comic Book Men. Pete? Um, yeah, I've, I've actually seen every episode of Comic Book, Book Men. And I find it enjoyable. It's entertaining. It can be funny. Um, but uh, Dogma just had me cracking up so much. So I got to go with Dogma. Another vote for Dogma and Mike. Uh, I will. Uh, I will also vote for Dogma. I. I actually also do like Comic Book Men uh, quite a bit. I don't mind that it's not realistic. Uh, it's not. I don't think it's intended to be. It's basically the nerd version of of uh, Pawn Stars or something like that. And uh, and it, it was. I thought quite entertaining. Not as good as the. What is it? The Comic Shop Heroes one that's on now on like History Channel or something like that. But uh, but even though it is entertaining, it's it's just nowhere near as good as as Dogma. Um, I really like that movie a lot. It is it is actually one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies uh, for a variety of reasons, and hopefully I'll be able to talk about those reasons later on in this show. Yep, Dogma's moving on. We're on to our next fight. Uh, it is Hockey <coughs> Prayers to Batman on Twitter, which I did not read, versus the thing that started it all, which is Clerks. And um, I, I like the fact that, you know, I looked them up. They were kind of funny. Hockey prayers to Batman on Twitter. And that was because the New Jersey Devils were in the Stanley Cup Finals against the Los Angeles Kings, which was just a couple months ago. Uh, and he was trying to get them to win because he loves the Jersey Devils. But uh, we wouldn't know who the fuck Kevin Smith is without Clerks, one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, so I'm going to go with Clerks. Tess. This one really sucks for me because I actually suggested doing the, the, the hockey prayers on, on Twitter because I thought that changing the words of the, our, as a recovering Catholic, changing the words of the Our Father to, you know, our Batman who art in Gotham, it's just fucking hilarious personally. But of course, it's up against clerks. So I don't see much of anything being able to stand up to, uh, to, to, to clerks. Interesting note, when the New Jersey Devil started to lose, he'd switched his tune and started praying to Crom from Conan the Barbarian. So that was a pretty entertaining one. Uh, another vote for Clerks. Pete? Um, yeah, I got I got to go for Clerks as well. If it wasn't for Clerks, uh, there wouldn't have been the hockey prayers, or at least nobody would have cared about him as much. So uh, I'll say Clerks. 
Another vote for clerks. Mike. Uh, yeah, I will echo the uh, the foreign B corollary. No clerks. No best of Kevin Smith on Geek Fights. Uh, that's reason number one. Reason number two, I don't like hockey. I don't like Twitter. I don't really like Batman. So, clerks. Uh, vote for clerks. Kathy, is it a clean sweep? It is a clean sweep. I'm sure the hockey prayers are cute and everything, but I just watched Clerks again today, and it is still freaking funny. And Clerks is moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Tess, this one is yours. It is Jay trying to go down on an un versus Berserker. Uh, Jay going trying to go down on an un is, is very kind of stereotypical, you know, Jay concept. But Berserker makes me laugh every di- damn time I hear it. The t-shirts make me laugh just like, Olaf, metal. Every single time. So I got to go with Berserker. Would you like to suck my cock, Berserker? Pete. Um, yeah, I totally forgot about that song. Um, and it, it, I did find it very funny, but uh, I, I, I was really taken aback by the uh, Jay, go, uh, Jay trying to go down on the nun. So I got to go with uh, Jay going down on the nun. Carrie Fisher nun uh, gets a vote. Mike. Two words. Outro music. Berserker. Would you like to making fuck Berserker? Kathy. Uh, mm, Berserker's pretty funny and it and it does carry through all the movies, but um yeah, it's Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is the nun that, that Jay tries to go down on. So I gotta vote for Carrie Fisher. A guy of a, a vote for Jay trying to go down on a nun. It is all tied up. It comes down to me. And you can tell I'm talking about Carrie Fisher and the nun stuff. I'm singing Berserker. And one of my favorite lines of all time is, did he just say making fuck? And that's because of Berserker. So I'm going to vote for Berserker. Uh, Berserker's moving on. We're on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is Hooper X, brother, versus Rosario Dawson's bouncing boobs. Um. You know, uh, as much as I love Rosario Dawson's bouncing boobs, I just have to say, hey, fuck Lando Calrissian. A vote for Hooper X. Uh, Mike. I cannot express to you how much I am voting for Rosario Dawson's boobs. I actually almost (laughs) put them on this list. I didn't because uh, I didn't want to be that guy, and uh, I was very happy when one of the women on the list or women on the panel uh, put it on the list because then it means we're not being sexist. Um, but I, I love clerks too. I, I loved that scene. Um, and uh, I loved those bouncing breasts. So Rosario Dawson's boobs. A uh, vote for Rosario Dawson's boob bouncing boobs. Uh, Kathy. Uh, I put Rosario Dawson's bouncing boobs on the list. And while I am not a lesbian, I can completely appreciate those boobs. I mean, she has some perfect breasts. And when she is up on the roof, dancing the Jackson 5, every time I hear the Jackson 5, it doesn't matter if it's that song or if it's something else. If I hear Jackson 5, all I think about is Rosario Dawson dancing on the roof and her boobs bouncing up and down. And I tell my husband about it, and I demonstrate for him. I can't help myself. I got to do it. Um, uh, Hooper X is a great character. Love it. But I, I, I gotta go for Rosario's boobs. 
uh, vote for Rosario Dawson's bouncing boobs. I only have one in action figure, one in action figure, and it is Hooper X. Uh, the black man is God is on there. Uh, Hooper X is one of my favorite characters of all time because he pretends to be a militant black man and he's actually a black gay man, which is even more scary to both the black community and white people in general. So uh, I, I love the shit out of Hooper X. So I'm going to vote for Hooper X. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Tess. Which one takes the win? Black Rage! Hooper X, absolutely. Hooper X takes the win. Uh, Archie's gay. Don't you know that? Uh, <laughs> Damon, I think this proves you are a gay black man. Uh, probably. And we're on to our next fight. See? Look at that. I, I, and hey, I'm scared. Hey. I, if I wanted to see Rosario Dawson's boobs, I would look at him in Alexander, that like 10 minute clip where she's fucking Alexander. They're then you much... have to actually put Alexander on. Yeah, I know, but they're really nice in that. And they're, they're bare. So I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, but Hooper X moving on, uh, on to our next fight, Mike, this one is yours. Uh, it is a quote from the daredevil comics, which is, I stole this from Craven. Uh, Mysterio said that. Versus George Carlin as Cardinal Glick in, uh, what is that, Dogma, right? Dogma, yeah. Uh, I'm going to vote for I Stole This from Craven. Um, that, uh, for those of you who may not have, have, have read the story, and, and I'm, I'm assuming it's going to lose because this is, is uh, not necessarily a big comic book uh, panel. Um, but uh, at, at the end of Kevin Smith's uh, run on Daredevil, and that run is actually on here later in the list, uh, he beats the crap out of Mysterio, who has got a brain tumor, and basically just says that uh, he, he's a loser and he's nothing, and he's a, just a sham artist, and and he's a ripoff, and he's completely unoriginal, and he and he he just has has nothing to offer. Basically, just belittling him as he uh, as he beats the crap out of him, and uh, Mysterio uh, grabs a gun, puts it in his mouth, and says, "Yeah, well, I stole this one from Craven because Craven had uh, had killed himself in the classic." Uh, Spider-Man Craven's Last Hunt and blows his brains out. Um, I thought that was an absolutely fantastic moment. It was a great callback to a classic storyline. Uh, it, it fit perfectly. It was a, a fantastic ending to that story. And uh, and that that is still one of my favorite Daredevil stories. I never really cared for uh, Carlin as, as Cardinal Glick. I thought the, you know, casting someone like Carlin in, in the Catholic role is just a little too sort of on the nose, ha ha! This guy couldn't be more un-Catholic, and we're making him a Catholic. You know, it's that that that's not clever. But the uh, I stole this from Mysterio. That was very clever. A uh, vote for I stole this from Mysterio, Kathy. Uh, I love George Carlin, and casting him as anything is a brilliant move. I don't care what you say. Um, and uh, he makes a great Catholic uh, cardinal with the hip attitude of I want to get more people in the church. I I I just love that. I, I I thought it was hilarious. And I don't read comic books, so um I'm gonna go with George Carlin. Uh, a vote for Carlin as Cardinal Glick. Um I completely for, I, I, I actually put his Daredevil run on the list, but I completely forgot about that moment. And Mike wrote, I stole this from Craven. That's it. He didn't write Mysterio or anything else, but when he wrote, when I read, I stole this from Craven. I remember exactly what happens, and I remember how fucking awesome that moment was, and the fact that, that Mysterio was able to get one over on Daredevil, which is almost impossible because Daredevil's blind. It was a great story, uh, and it was a great capper. So I got to go with the, I stole this from Craven. Tess, 
I love George <laughs> Carlin, but I loved him way better as Rufus. And yeah, I, I'm kind of with, with Mike on the whole. Ha ha, we're going to be really heavy handed about him being the, the, the Catholic cardinal and playing against type. But the the reason I'm actually voting for I Stole This from Craven is similar to Mike's, but a little bit different. It's because Craven the Hunter is one of the, from Craven's Last Hunt, one of the only Spider-Man rogues who stayed dead. And the notion that bringing that together and tying it in with another major title that did something interesting was I, I really liked what they did with that there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for for the comic book this time. It's gonna be I stole this from Craven. A uh, vote for I stole this from Craven and Pete. Um yeah I know it was kind of heavy handed, but I still found uh Carlin is uh Cardinal Glick Glick pretty funny. So uh I'll I'll stick with that one. Even uh, though I know the other one moves on. It's fine. A vote for Carlin. He made it on the list because he deserved to be on the list. He's just not moving into the next round. I stole this from Craven is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Kathy, this one is yours. It is Silent Bob's monologue versus the Coalition for the Liberation of Itinerant Tree, tree Dwellers, uh, also known as the Clit. Well, having a clit, I got to vote for the clit. And uh, not, not just because of the speech. The speech is, you know, out there. It, it's just, you know, expected. Uh, it's kind of predictable, his, his, I own the clit, uh, speech, but the group of women, the diamond thieves is awesome. They're totally hot. They're totally bitchy. Um, and just so over the top that I, I just think they're great. So, um, uh, Bob's monologue and chasing Amy is a moment of brilliance in film. But uh, since I nominated it, I'm going to go with the clit. A uh, vote for the clit. Uh, quick story. I had a shirt. I wish I could find it. I don't have it anymore. But it was a it was a Jane Silent Bob shirt, the Coalition for Liberation of Itinerant Tree Dwellers, and it was and it just had it had the the other words really small, but clit was there, just clit and a monkey face, and uh, the next no no they were the original series Barbie action figures had come out. And I went to Toys R Us wearing the shirt and I was in the Barbie aisle <laughs> and then a mother with their, her young daughter read my shirt and looked at me in horror. And I was like, oh, I forgot I was wearing this, but I was only in the aisle to look for a fit, looked at a figure that I could never afford. Uh, and for that alone, I'm going to vote for the clit. Uh, Tess. I think that uh, the, the, the clip joke is pretty damn funny, but I've got to go with the, the silent bog monologue from, from chasing Amy, because I think if we're looking at the best of Kevin Smith, I think that is some of his finer writing when talking about the, the things that actually matter in these kind of relationship driven pieces that he writes rather than it being about, you know, dick and fart jokes. Uh, vote for Silent Bob's monologue, Pete. Um, yeah, I have to vote for uh, the clip because uh, with all the penis jokes, you gotta have the other side to go with it. So the clip. Uh, vote for the micro penis, Mike. Uh, who actually put the uh, the clit on here? That would be Kathy. I will vote for Kathy's clit. <laughs> I will vote for Kathy's. Clit. Oh shit. 
<laughs> and the clit is moving on. We are on to our next fight. It is fuck Tim Burton. You aren't muting when you're coughing there, Mike. It is fuck Tim Burton versus his green arrow run. Who's going? Who went outside? What the fuck? Anyway, but it's uh, Tim Bur- fuck Tim Burton versus his green arrow run. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, fuck Tim Burton is from when Pete Trudgeon, who was on the Dark Knight episode that we did, uh, was trying to get a Chasing Amy poster signed, and uh, they talked to and Mike had a Superman script. His Superman. I had script. yeah, I had the Superman script, um, and and that's how he autographed the Superman script. He autographed it. Fuck Tim Burton. So uh, there's that versus the thing that ruined the DC universe for me, which is his Green Arrow run because he brought back Oliver Queen. And uh, because of the bringing back of Oliver Queen, a bunch of dominoes fell. Now we've got uh, Barry Allen and Hal Jordan back in the universe, too. Uh, So fuck Kevin Smith for that. I'm voting for fuck Tim Burton. Uh, Tess. Um, I, I actually did not remember the the fuck Tim Burton moment for and I actually had to look it up because I'd forgotten but the the Superman script in question, it's not just Mike's that got autographed. Fuck Tim Burton. Every copy of the the fan held script for that's the Superman project said fuck Tim Burton, and he was incredibly open about his displeasure with the change in that original Superman project. But uh, I don't give a shit about Green Arrow. Have never given a shit about Green Arrow. Still don't give a shit about Green Arrow. I don't care that they've given him his own TV series. So, fuck Tim Burton. I'll vote for fuck Tim Burton. Pete? Um, yeah, I wasn't familiar with the, uh, the fuck Tim Burton story. And uh, now that I know what it is, actually, even though I picked the Green Arrow run, because I was someone who was not into Green Arrow until Kevin Smith started writing it. And I was and I like, and I I was grew up with Oliver Queen, so I liked that he used Oliver Queen. Um, but, uh, yeah, fuck Tim Burton uh, goes through for me. Another vote for fuck Tim Burton, Mike. Yeah, well, uh, it, it's my uh, my script does have fuck Tim Burton on it. That was actually a, a lot of fun. I was not aware. I, I did become aware that, that he signed all of them like that later, uh, but I didn't know that before, and uh, I thought it was hilarious. And actually, the Chasing Amy poster that he signed for Pete Trudgeon right before that, uh, he drew an arrow to Joey Lauren Ad- Adams and just wrote, I fucked her. And uh, so just in general, he signs things very, very well. But uh, I will stick with fuck Tim Burton. Uh, vote for fuck Tim Burton. Uh, Kathy, it's a clean sweep. Uh, since I don't read Green Arrow, um, I will say fuck Tim Burton. And fucking Tim Burton is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It's the first unknown fight of the evening. It is Buddy Christ versus... And I actually did something different this time. I actually sent it out to a bunch of people, and then I got a bunch of answers back. So nobody knows which one I'm going to use until I say Michael Felsher, and even he put like five things down. But I'm going to put the uh, I'm going to say Buddy Christ versus the Too Fat to Fly controversy. Uh, Tess, that one's yours. The what? Too ah, fat the, to fly. Got kicked off a plane. In Southwest Southwest. Airlines plane. Yeah, I didn't fat. hear what you said. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. okay. Yes, too too fat to fly was was my introduction to Kevin Smith on Twitter and uh, seeing the the power of of Twitter as a as a social media vehicle. However, I ha- the only in action figure per se that I have is the 
translucent red buddy Christ from Wizard World Chicago about a zillion years ago. So as much as Catholicism wow annoyed me, I'm all for Buddy Christ. A vote for Buddy Christ. Pete. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I saw the controversy a little bit, but it, for, for the most part, it was, uh, I, I don't know, I didn't really care too much about it. Um, Buddy Christ, I got to go with. I have my Buddy Christ figure. A vote for Buddy Christ. Uh, Pete, could you try and not press the buttons while you talk? <laughs> uh, Mike? Uh, I, I also have a Buddy Christ figure. Um, also uh, purchased from Wizard World Chicago. But uh, I'm going to vote for the uh, Too Fat to Fly uh, because I am also fat. Um, and oddly enough, when that story broke, I was when I first heard about it, I was in an airport getting ready to, to board a plane. And I was just kind of like, oh, shit, I hope I don't get kicked off this plane. So uh, I will vote for Too Fat to Fly. A vote for Too Fat to Fly. Kathy. Yeah, I was once told that I couldn't um, sit in the exit row because I needed a seatbelt extender, and people with seatbelt extenders aren't worthy to open the fucking door and throw it out the window. So uh, I do want to vote for Too Fat to Fly in some ways, but Buddy Christ is just beautiful. A symbol that get, that you recognize anywhere. It's um, ubiquitous in jets. Uh, the people don't know what it is. Um, and I got it for Christmas for a really Christian friend of hers, and I liked that. Uh, so, Buddy Christ. A vote for Buddy Christ. And, uh, yeah, I got to vote for Too Fat to Fly, because I'm overweight. I'm not Too Fat to Fly, but the second he started talking about it, because I was listening to Smodcast, which isn't on here, but I was listening to Smodcast at the time, and, you know, the stories, the horror stories of, you know, people who were slightly overweight being forced off the plane because they were, quote, unquote, Too Fat to Fly. And every time I've flown since, because I usually fly Southwest, I am terrified that they might try and make me buy an extra seat or they might kick me off the plane. So for, for that knowledge alone, I'm going to vote for Too Fat to Fly. But Buddy Christ, you guys love Jesus, is moving on. And we're on to our next fight. Uh, Pete, this one is yours. It is 37 in a row versus it gives us all hope. He gives us all hope. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, gotta go with, uh, the number 37 on this one. Uh, I just thought that scene was, uh, hysterical. Uh, vote for 37, Mike. Uh, th this is, this is my, uh, my heartbreaker fight on this particular, uh, on this particular topic. Um, uh, I, I love uh, 37. Actually, I was going to put it on here. I was, that was going to be my plan when we first uh, decided to do this topic. Um, the, the whole bit, the, the whole, she's counting off and she says 36 and he's like, including me. And she says 37 and the, my girlfriend sucked 37 dicks in a row. And then that one dude just sort of walks out. Fantastic stuff. I think it's one of the funniest mm -hmm. things uh, in clerks, but I also, I put, uh, gives us ho all hope on here because for me, he does give us hope. Um, he is, he is one of us who's done good. Uh, he's not ridiculously talented. He's not, you know, particularly smart. Uh, he's basically a nerd that sold his comic book convention to make a funny, but still not particularly well-made movie. And, uh, and it just clicked and it clicked because he's one of us. 
Uh, he's banged women who are much, much more attractive than he should get uh, because he's been able to parlay this sort of success. So uh, Kevin Smith is someone that I think we all sort of wish we could be because he's, you know, he's, he's made movies, he's written comics, he's done, hell, he's done podcasts, uh, and, and, and he's actually made a living for just standing around talking, which is something that we kind of do a lot. And if someone would pay us to talk, we would take that money in a heartbeat. So, uh, because Kevin Smith pretty much is, is me. If I were actually successful in any of my endeavors, uh, I have to vote for Kevin Smith gives us hope. Uh, gives us hope, gets a vote. Uh, Kathy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not like he's like George Lucas or anything. He's not that rich and famous. Okay. That's why he's like us. He doesn't have to be particularly <laughs> talented or, or hugely successful. Hmm. He's living the dream um, that we could live. None of us will ever be George Lucas. Uh, but I got to say, at 37 is one of the funniest things about Clerks. And it made me have to reevaluate what I thought of as how many men I've had sex with. <laughs> Just for that. I have to go with 37. A vote for 37. And Mike, the, the guy turns around to walk out because Dante says, try not to suck any dicks on your way to the parking lot. And that's why the guy turns around and then he says, get back here. That is one of the greatest fucking sit. The, the delivery is perfect. Everything. I love 37. You're right. Kevin Smith does give us hope. But uh, here on Geek Fights, we love to crush hope. So I'm voting for 37. Uh, Tess? Uh, this being Mike's heartbreaker fight is kind of like I had where the silent Bob monologue was, was my give us hope for, for this whole thing. But really, Mike, why don't you try and not suck any dick on the way to the parking lot? <laughs> so 37 it is. And 37 is moving on. I think this on. lost because all of us realized we will never yeah. actually accomplish anything like he did. You're all just jealous. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'll never fuck Jen Schwalbach for sure. I don't care about fucking Jen Schwalbach. Uh, what was Amy's name? I can't remember her name. Uh, Joey Lauren Adams. Joey. Yeah. yeah. I would have preferred <laughs> to fuck her. Um, but on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Randall versus uh, The Donkey Show. Uh, the Donkey Show is funny, but it's kind of an obvious joke. Um, Randall sometimes was obvious, but sometimes was... Uh, was just ridiculously funny and, and subtle. And even even as much of an asshole as he was, he was also sometimes kind of, you know, touching and caring. I mean, I think he, he was really one of the the better characters that uh, Kevin Smith has, has crafted. And, uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to vote for Randall. Uh, vote for Randall. Kathy? It's Randall against one of his most hilarious achievement, achievements. It's, um, that's hard. Um, I did put the donkey show on the list because I think it's one of my favorite moments in all of Kevin Smith's movie when, uh, when the donkey show is going on and, and Oh crap. What's his name? Elias is like the, you know, the virgin Christian boy and seeing the donkey show and jacking off to it. It's just a disgusting and hilarious moment of that movie. Um, but the fact is, it's Randall who set it up. Randall who who um, is always the foil and the and the support through both the clerk movies, 
Clerks movies, and he's a he's a fantastic character. Um, in the flying car, um, Randall is is just hilarious in that just that small bit too. So I got to go with Randall and say goodbye to the donkey show. Uh, another vote for Randall. Uh, yeah, the reason why Randall is such an excellently crafted character was because Kevin Smith wrote it for himself. His, his plan was to play Randall, but then he realized it would be too much work. And at the last minute, I don't remember the actor's name, but the last minute they got hit, that guy to do it. And he was yeah, so, that's all he does. That's all he does. He, <laughs> he's so much. And, and he's great. I love the shit out of Randall. And I, that that moment in Clerks 2, uh, you know, it's a shame Clerks 2 isn't on here, but in the moment where he calls Dante on his bullshit in the jail, uh, that's a really amazing, I, I love that Randall moment. It's my favorite Randall moment, so I too will be voting for Randall. Uh, Tess? The Donkey Show really freaks me out. I gotta, I gotta be honest. It gives me the creeps. But Randall, I really feel, is he is the the no bullshit friend. He's the one that you know is going to call you an asshole while while he's sitting next to you in the jail cell. He's going to he's the one that as pissed as he is at you for all your stupid shit is still going to be there at the end of the day. It was brilliantly written, it was brilliantly portrayed. And my 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 absolute favorite moment in Clerks is is Randall doing his little strut out the door. So, I I'm definitely voting for Randall. Another vote for Randall. Pete, is it a clean sweep? It is not. As much as I love Randall, um, I have to say, when I saw that movie and the donkey show came up, I knew exactly what movie they were referencing. I was looking around, kind of looking around the crowd, wondering exactly how many people in the very young audience had actually seen the movie that, that, that they were talking about that was from Bachelor Party. Um, so as much as I love Randall and he's going on anyway, I got to throw out some donkey show love. A vote for the donkey show, but Randall is moving on. We're on to our next fight. It is Damon's Kevin Smith moment at Where Is It World 99 versus uh, People Love Monkeys. Kathy, do you remember that moment? I don't think you know it. You I was the only one who was there. Who would be honest. No, I wasn't there. You were, no, Pete was there. Well, not Lucas, but Trudgeon was there, no, too. He might have been. I don't know about that. Trudgeon was there, too. But uh, Wizard World 99, uh, there's probably like two, three, maybe 400 people in the room. It's Kevin Smith's third convention, I think. No, this and, uh, was his first time at Wizard World. It was his first time at Wizard World, but I think it was his third convention overall as a, a celebrity. He really hadn't been going to conventions because he wasn't a comic book guy yet. Uh, but it's his third convention, and I get up in front of a whole bunch of people, walk up to the microphone, and I say, what's a Nubian? Um, Kevin Smith... Almost spits water out of his mouth. Some guy in the in the in the audience sh- jumps up and shouts, "Shut the fuck up!" And then he's like, "Is that it?" And I was like, "Yep." And he's like, "All right." And that that was my Kevin Smith moment. Well, one of them. So uh, yeah, so it's that versus people love monkeys. Kathy. Um. Okay, people do love monkeys, but I'll take your story. I like that. A vote oh, for me. Woo. Yep, I vote for Damon. Uh, yeah, people love the shit out of monkeys. My moment was, you know, okay, but no, I'm just fucking kidding. It was great because at that convention, uh, both Walt Flanagan and uh, what's his name, Steve, Dave were there. Uh, so, and Jay, Jay was at that convention too. Nice BVDs. Uh, no, no, that's from a different convention. But 
Uh, I'm voting for my Kevin Smith moment. Tess. Um, refresh my memory on people love monkeys. That was from uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, Wes Craven was filming a Scream movie, and the the new ghost character was the uh, orangutan that they had that they were looking for. Suzanne. Yeah, and uh, and so they were saying, you know, basically like Wes, why are we doing this? And Wes was like, people love monkeys. And then later they abduct him and say, we love this monkey, and run out. And Wes Craven goes, see. <laughs> um. I I I've not had a a Kevin Smith moment like that, but I've seen him do panels and what have you at, at Wizard World over a couple of years. But I, as stupid as it is, I love the shit out of the idea that Wes Craven's like, "What? It's a monkey. People love because he's so, he tries so hard to be heavily focused on auteur, authorship, and when he has the long com- conversation with uh, on the Nightmare in Elm Street. DVD commentary track about the the Balinese dream doll and blah blah blah. But yeah, I know people love monkeys. I gotta go. I gotta go with that one. Another vote for people love monkeys, Pete. Um, yeah, I gotta go with. Uh, while people do love monkeys, uh, I got I gotta go with uh, your uh, your story about what happened. Thank you, uh, Mike. Uh, I love monkeys, and I love uh, people love monkeys. And uh, and I think that's a great moment uh, in in that movie, but uh, I was there um, when uh, when you had your Kevin Smith moment. And actually, there are two things in there: one, an omission, and two, uh, something that that uh, that you 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 got wrong uh, when you said what's a Nubian. And what people don't realize, or what you didn't kind of explain, is they'll set up a microphone in a long line, and so you waited in a line to get up to this microphone. And said, "What's a Nubian?" The guy yelled, "Shut, uh, shut the fuck up!" Uh, Kevin Smith's response was, "Dude, if you don't know." <laughs> um, and secondly, uh, and and I know you're you're you you may deny this, Damon, but uh, I'm the one who told you to do that, and uh, so I'm gonna yeah. vote for it. Oh no, it's not a it's not a. I won't deny that because you, uh, that was when I was young, and you guys would tell me to do stupid shit, and I would go and do it. Like, yeah, we no like way Damon would do conventions. that. Damon won't do that because I'm bored at conventions. But uh, my Kevin Smith moment is moving on, and we're on to our next fight. It is Clerks Animated versus Jay. That sucks. Um, I like Jay a lot, but I think I like Clerks Animated more. No, I know I like Clerks Animated more. I don't know why. I like Jason Mewes. I like Jay. I just like the concept of Clerks Animated a little bit more. So I'm going to go Clerks Animated. Tess. If you'd asked me this question like 10 years ago, I would have absolutely gone with Jay. But Jason Mewes now really makes me kind of sad. And seeing him in other projects and in, in, like, in his comic book men appearances, it's really kind of heartbreaking. But Clerks, the Clerks animated series is fucking hilarious. One of my favorite animated moments is is behind the counter. It's, is it safe? Is it safe? Just freaking out the customers. So I, uh, I'm going with Clerks animated. Uh, vote for Clerks animated, Pete. Um, yeah, I gotta give. I love Clerks animated, but uh, I gotta say Jay. Just when he did the uh, the whole recreation of the uh, that dance from. Uh, Science of the Lamb. Uh, yes, vote, a vote for Jay. Uh, Mike. 
I I am not a big fan of Jay. He's not my favorite character in uh, the 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 View Askew universe. I know he and, and Bob are the the two that kind of run through everything. Um, but uh, I think the the, the View Askew stuff is has been at its weakest when it really focuses on them. I think uh, Jay and Silent Bob, even though I do enjoy it a great deal, is probably one of my my least favorite. Um, and Clerks Animated, you you get Jay. But you also get Dante and Randall, who I like a lot more. Uh, you get a, a, actually a huge number of geek references. Uh, plus, it's also it got screwed. I mean it it was one of those shows that uh, that got pulled before its time, and we you had to see the last couple episodes on DVD. And I'd really like to see them do more. Uh, I don't know if they ever will. They keep talking about it, um, but because it never really got the chance that it deserved, doesn't get the love that it deserved. And uh, people go on and on about Jay plenty of times and and you know there's a lot of stuff that jay did that was just plain dumb so uh, i'll go for clerks animated uh vote for clerks animated and kathy uh i've always loved jay i i can't think of a moment when i didn't love jay in any of the movies i think he's hilarious and always always himself without regard to anybody else's feelings or anything else um and and the goodbye horses scene was just the epitome of everything that is jay and then what the fuck because it was like after all these years and all the crap that he's done you could still be surprised and just stupefied by something that he did and i just think he is a fabulous character and I love him. So I'm voting for Jay and, and clerks, the, the animated series was a really good series, but it was just like watching clerks over again or an extended version of clerks or, or something, which is great, but, um, you're Jay's not going to, you're not going <laughs> to change any minds, Kathy. Um, yeah. Clerks animated is moving on. Like if you did, I had a, a, a story loaded, for 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 that because of we have a lot of stories that focus on Kevin Smith, Mike. Yeah, like when we saw Jay and Silent Bob strike back yeah. in that exclusive screening, and Jason Mewes was supposed to be there along with Kevin Smith, and I think Mosier was there. There was a lot of people there. We were supposed to see it, but Jay was off doing heroin and playing video games at GameWorks right next door. It was in Schaumburg, Illinois. Uh, so. Clerks Animated, moving on, and we're on to our next fight. Uh, Tess, this one is yours. It is Mallrats versus Commentary Tracks, his Commentary Tracks. Oh, this makes me very, very, very sad, because Mallrats is my favorite Kevin Smith anything, period. Hands down, without a doubt, across the board. But the Commentary Tracks are so damn funny, but really, still, I will quote, quote Mallrats on a regular basis to this day. So, Mallrats. A uh, vote for Mallrats. Pete. Um, where does he get those wonderful toys? Another what discussion about uh, superhero uh, genitalia. Yeah, another vote for Mallrats. Mike. Uh, Mallrats is my favorite Kevin Smith movie, also. Um, and, uh, you know, certainly it has Stan Lee. It has great comic book gags, just like every, everything that's been mentioned so far. Uh, but I'm going to vote for commentary, commentary tracks because that's, you know, when we're talking about the best of Kevin Smith, that's something that he, he really just excels at. I mean, even the movies that I don't like, I, I like the commentaries on. Um, 
and and you know they're not just him they're him and, and the cast and and the the crew and in many ways the the commentary tracks sort of beget the convention appearances which uh which then kind of beget the podcast and the live shows and the DVDs. I mean, him talking about stuff and telling stories in many ways is a bigger part of Kevin Smith and his, uh, his, his sort of image and his persona and his career than the movies themselves. Um, and, and even though I love Mallrats, uh, you know, Mallrats also has just a great fucking commentary. And, uh, he, he does, hell, he did a commentary for, uh, Roadhouse, a movie he had nothing to do with. Um, so yeah, hearing Kevin Smith talk about the things that he's done uh, is in many ways more entertaining than the things that he's done. So uh, I'm going to vote for commentary tracks. A uh, vote for commentary tracks, Kathy. Um, I I know you guys are going to just like jump on me for this, but I don't really listen to commentary tracks. Um, I, it just seems like I have so many movies to watch that when I'm watching a DVD, when I'm going to watch a DVD, I'm just going to watch a DVD and move on to the next one. I hardly ever listen to commentary tracks, but uh, you guys have made me think, wow, I should really l- listen to the commentary track on Mallrats, which is like just showing on my screen right now because I just finished watching it. Um, but I like Mallrats a lot, so I'm going to vote for Mallrats. A vote for Mallrats, and uh, wow, Mike, you're 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 right. Uh, yeah, it does branch out from there. Commentary tracks are very, very, very important. But it it wasn't until uh, I actually watched the commentary track on Mallrats that that I realized that because he told really, really funny stories about all kinds of other things. Uh, I like Mallrats a lot. Mallrats is already moving on, so I will give a pity vote uh, to uh, to commentary tracks. And uh, we're on to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is the Daredevil run, his Daredevil run versus the Flying Car. Um, you know, back when I was still buying comic books, Daredevil was really a character I didn't give two shits about. Um, and I did pick them up when Kevin Smith started writing them because I was like, huh, I wonder what he's going to do. Um, and I really enjoyed it. So um, I got to give a vote to the Daredevil run. A uh, vote for Daredevil Run, Mike. Uh, this this is another tough one. Um, the flying car is a great bit. It's it's hilarious. It's uh, it's a discussion. Like one of the things Kevin Smith does very well is take the kinds of discussions that that we have as geeks, uh, kind of discussions that we have on this show, and uh, and and sort of you know write them a little bit more clever and uh, and and make them a little bit funnier. And uh, and put them out there to uh, to entertain us, um, but his run on Daredevil, and I know it, a piece of this run is already moving on, so I'm tempted to vote against it for that. But I have to vote for it because of a very simple reason: is that run was the launch of Marvel Knights, and the huge success of Marvel Knights led to Joe Casada taking over as editor in chief of Marvel Comics, really turning it around and creating the Marvel Comics that we know today. Uh, which in many ways is the the movie powerhouse and all of that stuff too. So uh, in terms of, of impact, I mean, it's not often given the credit that it deserves, but basically the comic book business as we know it today uh, owes its existence to uh, to Kevin Smith's Daredevil run. I mean, Marvel was coming out of bankruptcy. It, it really redefined and changed the company. 
I will pull a, a foreign B corollary and say no Kevin Smith Daredevil run, no Avengers movie. So uh, it's got to be the Daredevil run. A vote for the Kevin Smith Daredevil run. Kathy. What's his Daredevil run before the movie Daredevil? Or yes. after? Yes, it's before. before. So um, any goodwill that his Daredevil run won was lost by the movie Daredevil. So I will not make him responsible for the Avengers. I can't. <laughs> Because then I wouldn't be able to vote against it because I'm going to vote against it um, because the flying car is just fucking awesome. It's it's Randall at his best being um, philosophical and then just turning it into being a complete dick to Dante again. Uh, so the flying car. A vote for the flying car. Um, yeah, I don't care about the Daredevil movie, which the extended cut is actually not that bad. I I, I hate I hate the theatrical release. I have no problem with the extended cut. Um, but the Daredevil run, his Daredevil run, there's things that happened in that Daredevil run that haven't changed since. Uh, what was the name of his girlfriend at the time? Karen? Karen Page is still dead. Karen Page. Didn't she die of AIDS? Didn't she have full-blown she AIDS? She had AIDS, but she was killed by Bullseye. Oh, that's right. She had full-blown AIDS because, as, as Kevin Smith said, I, I, I can't directly quote him, she was whoring around during the 80s. She had to catch it. Like That was his reason for giving her AIDS. Uh, and, and AIDS, not HIV. She had AIDS. She was going to die. Uh, I like the Daredevil run a lot. And Mike's right. It did change Marvel Comics, which changed comics. So on one side, he changed Marvel for the good, for me. And then he changed DC for the bad, for me. But I'm voting for the Daredevil run. Uh, Tess. The Daredevil run that Kevin Smith did was actually my introduction to Daredevil altogether, and I absolutely loved it. And besides, Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Yes, he was. A vote for the Daredevil run, and Daredevil run is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. Uh, See, luckily, the commentaries went out, but An Evening with Kevin Smith is still in it, versus the Pilot for Reaper. Uh, you know, I, I, I did enjoy Reaper a great deal. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a great show. Um, but I never really saw Kevin Smith in it beyond just sort of the slacker comedy. Um, a lot of directors will, will direct pilots, uh, I think, because they wind up getting some sort of weird residual thing after that. Uh, but it, was, it never felt like it was Kevin Smith's show. Uh, whereas an evening with Kevin Smith is 100% Kevin Smith. I mean, I've I've paid to see him live. I've seen him at conventions, uh, and and just like I said before, Kevin Smith sitting around talking about things is actually to me uh, the most entertaining thing he does. So I'll vote for an evening with Kevin Smith. Uh, vote for an evening with Kevin Smith, Kathy. An evening with Kevin Kevin Smith provides way more entertainment than the pilot for Reaper. While it was good. Kevin Smith being Kevin Smith is awesome. A vote for an evening with Kevin Smith. Isn't that where we find the what? What was it that his his asshole was doing? What was that story where he had ah, God damn it, like a, a cyst on his butt or something like that, and he couldn't sit down or poop for two two months or something crazy like that? That story still makes me laugh. Uh, I'm and he still brings it up from time to time on Smodcast. Uh, so I'm going to vote for an evening with Kevin Smith. Uh, Tess. Whether it's an evening or a three evening or evening harder or his blog or the books or 
Kevin Smith being Kevin Smith, especially when he's interacting with fans and telling stories to fans, is is really where I think his kind of every guy gives us hope bit comes out. And that's also where you see him reveal the kind of naked, bare, honest truth about himself and about the people around him. That's where I first heard of exactly how bad things got with JMU's and exactly how much he hates Bruce Willis now. <laughs> so I re- the, the plot for Reaper, you know, Reaper was all right, but it, an evening with Kevin Smith really cemented how much I enjoy listening to him talk about things even outside of the movie business. Another vote for an evening with Kevin Smith and Pete. Is it a clean sweep? You know, I did really enjoy Reaper, but he only did the pilot. <clears throat> and while I could see elements of Kevin Smith in there, you could tell it wasn't all his. And like Mike said, an evening with Kevin Smith is all Kevin Smith. So it is a clean sweep. A clean sweep for an evening with Kevin Smith. And we're at the last fight of the first round. Wow, another short first round. 40 minutes. That's cool. Uh, it is hetero life mates versus Chris Mitchell's pick, uh, which is uh, stink palm. Stink palming people, the concept of a stink palm. Uh, Kathy, that one is yours. Oh, I just watched that um, right before we started, right before we started talking on this. Um, that's the point I was at when I started talking to you guys tonight. And that is just disgusting and hilarious and disgusting. Um, but it is, it is one moment and hetero life mates at Jay and Silent Bob are, are just such a, an enduring um, figure in all of the Kevin Smith movies, almost all the Kevin Smith movies. Um, and, you know, he loves the cock. So I got to vote for hetero life mates. A vote for hetero life mates. Um, I like hetero life mates. Uh, Mike Ortiz is my hetero life mate. Uh, I like the concept of hetero life mates. It's it's just another way of saying blood brother or something like that. Uh, it's great. Stink palm is an amazing moment. And I dick palmed uh, Stan Lee one year. That was fun. And I called it dick palm because it was a dick palm. Uh, so... Because I, I, I had just been pissing, and then he walked in the bathroom, and I shook his hand without washing my hands, and I was like, "I dick palmed him," and I, I thought that was funny. So I've got I've got to go with stink palm just for introducing that concept into my juvenile mind, which I will never ever do to somebody, but I really really do want to. Uh, so I'm going with stink palm. Um, uh, Tess, the 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 stink palm really still kind of grosses me out as funny as it is and the notion of you know a dick palm or what have you especially since you have such a thing about boob money but uh hetero life mates that's something that is actually the concept carried over into my day-to-day life i it's it's a term i use regularly and i i have a friend that we have agreed if when we're both old and gray if uh we're we're single widowed whatever we're gonna be hetero life mates and be living in a duplex next to each other and be crazy dog ladies so i'm all for hetero life mates uh vote for hetero life mates pete um yes think palm was one of those things i thought was just a little too gross it wasn't uh quite so funny to me so uh, i gotta go with hetero life mates 
Darn it, a vote for hetero life mates. I was so hoping it would be tied up and coming down to you, Mike, so you could break Chris Mitchell's heart again, but you're not going to do that this time, are you? No, uh, I'm I'm totally voting for uh for Stink Palm. Uh number 1, I do think it's hilarious. Number 2, I have done uh Stink Palm on on several occasions. I actually quite like it. Um I actually wonder wouldn't it be funny if while you were dick palming Stanley, he was stink palming you. That would be kind of funny. Um, and also because I, I was so glad that, that, that Chris picked this because, you know, I've been voting against him so many times and I said that I actually was going to vote for Chris's, uh, even if it was against something that I really liked. Um, but I, I just absolutely love stink palm. So there I, I voted for your, for your pick, Chris, even though it didn't work. Uh, and also I, I don't, I don't like the idea of hetero life mates. Um, one, because mine is probably Damon. Um, and two, let, let's just be real sooner or later, uh, the hetero part goes away and it all just goes homo. Yeah, no homo. <laughs> so hetero life mates moving on and, uh, we'll be back right after these messages, probably of me talking about move, boob money and how much I hate it. You want comics? We got that. You want Wonder Woman and Wolverine? We got that. Are you looking for action figures, DVDs, collectibles, or activewear? We got that. You want Jay and Silent Bob, Clerks, Lawrence, Clerks 2, Dogma, and Jersey Girl? We got that. We got that. We got that. It's no secret that at the Secret Stash, we've got the largest selection of comics and comic-related products in all of Central Jersey. At Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash, you ain't got to worry about unfair prices sneaking up on you. How much is this? That comic is. That fine comic is $79. Yeah. <gasps> Oh no! It's price might! Here at Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash, that comic's only $3.99! We don't only have the best selection of comics for sale at Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash. At Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash, you can sell your comics for cash! Cash! I make cash at the stash! We made cash at the stash! <laughs> I got cash at the stash. So come on down to Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash, located right off the Garden State Parkway at 35 Broad Street in historic downtown Red Bank, New Jersey, where it's no secret that you'll walk in a zero and walk out a superhero. <laughs> that is genius, man. Hello, I'm Greg, host of a podcast called Inappropriate Conversations. The show is breaking down barriers about discussing politics, sex, and religion. Society says we should keep them separated. I say come out and play. You'll find Inappropriate Conversations on iTunes, in the politics section, or at inappropriateconversations.podbean.com. Thanks for listening. Music by Kevin McLeod. Hi, this is Larry Nimichek, and you are listening to Geek Fights. And we're back doing what we do every week, coming at you with some Jared Formby trademark geek cred. Uh, Jared Formby is the creator of Geek Cred. He was like, you guys should do that. And, uh, well, we're doing it because we do it every week. Uh, let's go to you, Kathy. What is your geek cred? Uh, I am on the council of Chicago SF at chicago-sf.org, um, a group of a bunch of geeks who get together once a month at Dave and Buster's downtown Chicago. Um, 
And I used to run a couple of Farscape groups, and I throw parties at conventions, and I volunteer for ShyCon, the WorldCon in Chicago this year at ShyCon.org. Rock and roll there, Kathy. Uh, Tess, what is your geek cred? Oh, what is my geek cred? I've worked at the Michigan Renaissance Festival for more than 15 years. I am a, uh, a convention bunny where I have done booth bunnying for uh, a number of science fiction or comic book or geek conventions and what have you, working for a number of uh, costuming vendors. I'm a, I'm a costume nerd. I'm a steampunker. I've done a little bit of everything and some of it not fit for print. Thank you very much. And Mr. Pete Lucas, third generation geek. What is your geek cred? Yeah, I, t- I took it from you. I took it from you. That's, that's, that's fine. I was just about to say that myself. I am a third generation geek. Um, I also run a uh, science fiction uh, book club. Uh, I sell uh, action figures, comic books, non-sport cards on eBay, as well as other collectibles. And uh, I've got about, I don't know, 20,000 comic books, probably. Dion's Playground on eBay. Dion's Playground on eBay, yes. D-I-O-N-S. N-S Playground, all one word. Thank you. And, uh, well, let, you. let's jump back into the fights. Uh, Damon, who the fuck is Damon? Oh, that's me. Uh, it is Dogma versus Clerks. And uh, I would love to use the Jarrett Form B corollary here, but I, I'm not even going to bother because Clerks is a even though Dogma looks better, uh, has a little bit more action and all that good stuff, uh, Clerks is a much, much more fun movie. And uh, we've, well, Mike and I have been to the store. We've been to the quick stop. We went to Mecca. It was a horrible, horrible trip, but we went to Mecca. So uh, I'm voting for Clerks. Uh, Tess. I have also done the, uh, the the Red Bank pilgrimage and and been to the quick stop and seen those sites and had those experiences and I still you know Sheboygan is not as exciting no matter what the trip to Red Bank may be like so I'm, I'm voting for clerks uh, vote for clerks Pete um, yeah I thought Dogma was 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 a better done movie however um, I, I absolutely fell in love with clerks the first time I saw it um, I, I just thought it was hysterical and I've introduced other people to it so uh, I have to go with Clerks. Uh, another vote for Clerks, Mike. Uh, I'm. <coughs> uh, I'm going to vote for Dogma, um, and uh, and I know it's probably not going to win. I th- actually, I think it's already lost, um, and I don't actually expect to sway anybody with this. But I do. I do just want to kind of talk about it a little because this was a really sort of ballsy, daring movie. I mean, Clerks. You know, we when I first saw Clerks, I thought, "Oh, wow, this is kind of kind of interesting." He he didn't have the money, he didn't have the sets, he didn't have professional actors. He crafted something that was kind of simple and and flat, uh, and and he just sort of worked within his his resources. But then, as Kevin Smith's career went on, you realize he actually that's kind of just more his style. Uh, but Dogma was really an attempt to do something a little different. Uh, the first three movies are all fairly grounded in in reality even mall rats which is kind of a farce but you know we we get into angels and demons and and mythologies and uh and and i think dogma is is actually a very well written movie the the some of the speeches that bartleby and loki give are are, are fantastic 
Um, it's got big ideas and big concepts. Uh, you know, Clerks is fun, but it's basically, hey, people who work behind the counter hate the people they wait on. This is not an interesting observation. This is not, I mean, anybody who's had a job understands this. That's why it was so successful because people could relate to it. But uh, dogma is a lot more than that. I mean, this is really kind of a, a large discussion about religion uh, and something that, that was really way, way out of his wheelhouse. Um, you know, I think a, a, the best example is like the Golgothan, which, you know, on one hand, you know, you joke about it as being uh, a, a poop monster, and that's kind of what it inherits from clerks. But the idea of the Golgothan was it was a demon spawned um, at cavalry when all the people are crucified and they shit themselves. And that sort of dark, twisted magic that uh, that comes from such a brutal death all sort of coalesce into a demon. And that's a really, that's something out of a horror movie. Um, it really is a daring, ballsy movie. And the fact that it kind of was controversial and it, it wasn't necessarily as well received by his fans, I think he sort of scales back after that and doesn't really play in the arena where he's got, you know, mysticism and God and things like that. So I, I think Dogma is, is by far his most daring and interesting movie. And I'm just sort of sad that he never really went back to that well. It's also very dramatic in a lot of places. When you read his comic stuff, he's actually a very powerful, dramatic writer. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, his fan base uh, re responds so well to the comedy and the poop jokes that he always kind of goes back there. And, and really, I think he's limited himself growing as an artist, uh, because he feels that that that's really the only place that he works. Whereas I think dogma could have been the beginnings of a, of a much more in interesting career than he actually has had. A vote for dogma and Kathy. Mm. So you've made me think more about dogma. Um, and I love dogma. I love some sacrilege and some really, you know, a glaring light on religion and, it's it's strange and ridiculousness and all that stuff and there's some great moments in dogma and some great acting in dogma and some you know it's just it's just a really good movie but clerks i mean there are so many moments in clerks that it it's like every every minute of the movie is a moment it's 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 it never stops being fucking hilarious and and um and relatable yeah uh but but not just people who hate their jobs um geeks sitting around talking about geek shit the conversation about uh return <laughs> of the jedi and the contract workers on the death the new death star is just that's the kind of shit we talk about um so relatable in that way and it just introduces some like great characters and dogma is a really good movie but just doesn't doesn't have have that have have it doesn't suck you in like clerks i think it doesn't it doesn't it's not the thing you want to watch 10 times in a row like clerks so i gotta go for clerks a vote for clerks and clerks is moving on we're on to our next fight test this one is yours it is Berserker versus Hooper X. You have muted yourself, Tess. Ah, apparently I had. There you go. I had to sneeze and I, I didn't turn it back on. But yeah, oh, this, this hurts. This one really, really, really hurts. Um, 
Berserker is one of the most fun moments from Clerks for me because it's so random and so ridiculous that everyone knows that foreign exchange student or or someone who just says something totally inappropriate. You're like, okay, man. But Hooper X, I think, is a better written and a funnier and yeah. What? Kathy? Aren't we? Oh, did we go on? Yes. <laughs> I thought we were still on Dogman Clerks. Nope. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. That's so, okay. But I, I really, I think Hooper X is absolutely genius and the, what's a Nubian and, and the, Lando count me, you know, being an Uncle Tom mother. I just, I, I, it breaks me every time. So, Hooper X. A uh, vote for Hooper X. Pete. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I have to go with Hooper X as well. I thought, uh, Berserker, while quite entertaining, um, that, uh, the whole Hooper X speech, I, I was just like, wow, okay. Um, so Hooper X. A uh, vote for Hooper X. Mike. Uh, I'm going to vote for Berserker. Uh, again, two words, outro music. Uh, two, uh, I actually, I, I'm not a big fan of, of the Hooper X character. I thought that both the the militant black and gay angles uh, were both kind of uh, overdone and, and almost a little too caricaturish in, in what uh, I thought was really his attempt at being a, a somewhat more real grounded movie. Um, and I thought it was just a little much. It just sort of stuck out. Uh, a, a little bit to me. I think he was too militant and too gay, and uh, and he was and Kevin Smith was trying too hard to to uh, make that uh, that dichotomy work, and he he wound up overdoing both of them. And uh, and like I said before, outro music. A uh, vote for Berserker, Kathy. I disagree about uh, your interpretation of Hooper X. Um, I think he was. Well, you've been wrong great. most of this thing so far, so that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him, Steve, Dave. And and for the end of uh, Jay and Silent Bob strikes back, strike back um, with Hooper X and Banky at the end. Uh, just for that, I gotta give it to Hooper X. <laughs> A vote for Hooper X, and uh, I too will be voting for Hooper X uh, just for all the gay conspiracies he talked about in the bar, and he was blowing Banky's mind. Get the fuck out of here. No, Jughead likes to suck some dick. Like I, I love that shit. Uh, so I'm going to go with Hooper X. And uh, next round when he goes out, if it wasn't so late, I would be shouting, Black Rage! Black Rage! Uh, so, Hooper X. On to our next fight. Pete, this one is yours. It is I Stole This From uh, Craven versus the Coalition for the Liberation of Itinerant Tree Dwellers. Um... Yeah, I have to keep writing the clit. Uh, vote for the clit. Uh, Mike? Um, I think uh, Craven uh, will be well represented. The Craven line will be well represented by the, the Kevin or the Daredevil run in general, uh, which is on the other side. Uh, whereas clit, uh, in addition to uh, being Kathy's clit, uh, also does represent I Love Monkeys to a degree also. So I will vote for the clit. Uh, vote for rubbing up against the clit. Uh, Kathy? I have to stick with my clit. Another vote for the clit. Um, 
Yeah, I, sorry. the The first time I, because I wear horrible shirts a lot, uh, and it, and and that, that the clit shirt was the first time like I ever got caught wearing a horrible shirt in the wrong place. Uh, I have a shirt that has, says, "If you're happy and you know it," and it's just got a guy with one arm and he's frowning. And I think it's the funniest shirt in the world because I'm a horrible human being. But I really, really, really like. I hope I don't run into somebody with one arm when I'm wearing this shirt. I would feel so horrible, but uh, I love the clit. I, I do want to rub up against it. I'm voting for the clit. Uh, Tess. Well, you know, Mike made a point. People do love monkeys. So uh, the un- as much as I would like to point out that single amazing moment in the Daredevil run, I think the whole run is is much better. So Kathy's clit it is. Uh, and the clit is moving on in a clean sweep. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is fuck Tim Burton versus Buddy Christ. Uh, th- this is this is difficult. Um, I think I'm going to stick with fuck Tim Burton. Um, not just because that was was one of my Kevin Smith moments, but uh, th- this actually did kind of escalate a little bit uh, beyond this. Uh, with in terms of sort of a, a Tim Burton Kevin Smith feud, and you know people know all about Kevin Smith's issues on the Superman movie. Uh, after all of this happened in one of the Clerks comic books. Uh, Randall, I think was, uh, or no, it was Jay actually was going off about, you know, when the, when the apes take over because people love monkeys and, uh, and there's a shot where the apes are replacing the head of Abraham Lincoln, uh, Abraham space Lincoln, uh, and they, and the monument with an ape head. And then after, uh, Tim Burton's plan to the apes movie came out years later and has the, uh, ape head on, on Abraham Lincoln, uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, just sort of joked about, hey, Tim Burton's ripping me off now. And uh, Tim Burton's response was, uh, you know, no, that's that's not true. Uh, he, he He's never, you know, seen this comic book. He doesn't read comic books, at which point Kevin Smith says, well, I, I, I believe that because I saw his Batman movies. So because that created, this was all part of a nice little feud between Kevin Smith and Tim Burton, I will say fuck Tim Burton also. Uh, vote for fuck Tim Burton. I can't wait for best of Kevin, uh, Tim Burton because we have to do that eventually. Uh, Kathy. Uh, I have to stick with Buddy Christ. And as I say Buddy Christ, I am pointing both my fingers in one direction. Buddy Christ. Oh, you're not doing it right because you have to have a big smile on your face and winking because that was part of Buddy Christ. <laughs> All right. Buddy Christ is pretty awesome, uh, but fuck Tim Burton. Uh, Tess. I I think that uh, as not so classy as it was to uh, to publicly call out other filmmakers uh, or as as Kevin Smith has done from on a regular basis, not from time to time. Uh, it really his Superman script was a far sight and away better. And Superman Returns, so it was a it was a movie I would have wanted to watch. So fuck Tim Burton. Uh, another vote for fuck Tim Burton, Pete. Um, yeah, I got to go with uh, Buddy Christ. Um, uh, no reason, just got to go with Buddy Christ. You like Buddy Buddy Christ better than fucking Tim Burton, but who doesn't? Uh, fuck Tim Burton is moving on and we're on to our next fight. Kathy, this one is yours. It is 37 versus Randall. Oh, 
Well, hmm. Oh, uh, uh, 37 is hilarious. Um, but Randall is, is the heart and soul and the asshole of, of, of the movies of, of the clerks movies. So I gotta go with Randall. A uh, vote for Randall. Yeah, this is, this is almost impossible for me. As a matter of fact, these are both my picks. I both put Randall and 37 on here. Um, that 37 moment is awesome. And it is capped off by by Randall in a row. I'm a, I'm nine. Oh wait, no, it's not Randall that says in a row. It's it's somebody no, else. It was, else. it was a customer that says it. But Randall does it does put a cap. Doesn't he on. say something like "Just be glad I wasn't 38" or something like that? Y- yeah, just no. Just be glad I wasn't 36. Oh, is yeah, what he that's says. Right. <laughs> that's exactly what he says. Just be glad I wasn't 36. And. uh yeah, Rand- Randall says the right thing at the wrong time, uh, so I've got to go with Randall. Uh, Tess? As great as that 37 moment is, and as as much as it stands out, Randall has a million moments in Clerks and in Clerks 2, and not to mention the, the Monroeville Zombies. I'm a huge fan of that as a hockey team. So Randall's Randall's bad behavior, I'm a huge I I really love. So Randall, uh, don't forget he's in Jalen Sound Bob Strike Back. But a vote for Randall, uh, Pete. Um, yeah, I was gonna make the same comment to test it. Uh, Thirty-seven was a funny mo- moment, but Randall had more funny moments. So I got to go with Randall as well. Mike, is it a clean sweep for Randall? Uh, it is. Um, but not just because he's funny. I mean, people have talked about that. There's lots of funny things on this list. Randall is actually more than funny. He's also a social activist because he's trying to take back porch monkeys. Take back porch monkeys. I forgot about it. We're taking it back. Oh, good Lord. Randall is moving on. (laughs) We're on to our next fight. It is. Oh, Hey, it's me again. It is my moment had uh, Wizard World Chicago 99 versus Clerks Animated. Um, Wizard World Chicago 99 is a very special Wizard World because I think that's the, the gym year. It is the gym year. And it is also the year that uh, Dave Gill bailed on us at the last minute. Uh, so we, we were getting people to say, fuck you, Dave, all over the place. And I, I actually got Kevin Smith to say, fuck you, Dave. Um, Dave, you're a fucking idiot. Dave, you're a fucking idiot. I apologize. I, you know, I, I got a bunch of people to say that. that Wizard World 99 is probably the best convention I've ever been to, aside from the C2E2s. Um, yeah, I, gotta, I still got to vote for that, because years later, I would go to Wizard World, and people go, hey, you're the What's a Nubian guy, like the people who worked at the Wizard World conventions. They remembered me. So because of that, I've got to vote for my moment at Wizard World 99. All right. Tess? Oh... Damon's moment in the sun with our with our, conf- you know, topic of conversation. I, I think it's great that that there's a, a fan moment though, um, and one that speaks to kind of how how much Kevin Smith actually re- affects the individual fans. So, I, I guess I will. Uh, I will give it to to Damon's Wizard World moment. Wow, uh, Pete. 
Um, yeah, I second that. Um, it's nice to it's nice to see that uh, there's these moments that you can have with them that uh, you remember 13 years later. So almost to the day. Um, yeah, another vote for me, <laughs> Mike. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was there and, uh, and, you know, honestly, what we have said about it does not do it justice. It was, it was really a blast. It was like, like you mentioned, it was one of Kevin Smith's earliest convention appearances. Uh, it was a callback to a comic book convention in one of his movies. So it was, it was a Kevin Smith reference at a comic book convention and everybody got it, uh, Everybody was surprised by it. I mean, it was it was a it was the the big room. I don't know. I mean, most people probably haven't been to uh, the the Wizard World uh, convention at the uh, what is it the um, Stevenson Convention Center. I, I uh, thought it was the Rosemont Convention. Yeah, it was Rosemont. Yeah, but it's Rosemont, Donald R. Rosemont. Stevenson something. I think is what it's called. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, I mean, this was in the big the the big room that they uh, that they would hold their their kind of big panels in. Uh, and, and it was a blast, and, and nobody saw it coming. It was a great moment. Everybody, uh, it, it, it wasn't just a moment between Damon and Kevin Smith. It was basically a shared moment between a room full of fans. Um, and uh, and that was great. That's you know, When I talk the best of Kevin Smith, we've been talking about his connection to all of us, and uh, there's a very literal connection to one of us, and well, I guess more, because I was there, and Pete was there, and uh, Pete Trudgeon, and... And, uh, you know, out, out of all the convention times I've seen Kevin Smith, that's still my favorite. Uh, another vote for my moment. Kathy. I'm jealous. Um, I'm going to make it a clean sweep. That's a good moment. I was uh, the end, right? Yeah, you're, you're the end. Yeah, because if I start it, you finish it. And uh, my moment at Wizard World 99 is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Uh, Tess, this one is yours. It is Mallrats versus his Daredevil run. Uh, looking at two completely different things. You've got Mallrats, which is hilarious and irreverent and gives Kevin Chance, Kevin, God, Kevin, Kevin Smith's first chance at a slightly bigger move movie and it's it's got some of the my favorite quotable lines but the the daredevil run was really really damn good but ultimately i gotta go with my gut on this one and it's it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be mall rats because that was as much as i loved clerks mall rats is where i fell in love with kevin smith's work uh vote for mall rats pete I also have to go from all rats. Um, I well, I did enjoy the Daredevil run quite a bit. Uh, I like humorous things a little better. So, uh, and all rats had plenty of that. So, all rats. I'll vote for all rats, Mike. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Daredevil run again. All rats is my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Um, I've probably watched it more than than uh, any uh, other Kevin Smith movie. I've actually bought it on DVD twice. I double-dipped because I did a special edition a few years later. Um, but like I had said before, the Daredevil run, Mallrats has zero impact on movies. It has zero impact on on me beyond the entertainment that it provides. 
Um, it certainly didn't help Kevin Smith at all. It actually kind of hurt his career because it was, it was really kind of a bomb. Um, whereas, like I said before, Daredevil really, I mean, it's, it is not given the credit for, for being a book that really changed the comic book industry. And I think it's kind of interesting. You mentioned that, uh, you know, earlier that he, he changed the, the DC, uh, universe by uh, bringing back successfully bringing back, um, a character that was gone, a character that, that, uh, had, had been replaced with a legacy version. And that really did open the door for, for the DC universe that we have today. So strangely, Kevin Smith has, has, is is one person who's responsible for redefining both the Marvel and DC universes to what they are today. And I never really made that connection before. Um, so because it's actually far more important because it, the impact that it made on daredevil uh, carried all the way through the Bendis run, the Brubaker run. And, and now that mark was so, so indelible that the current run has had to actually reverse course and go back to a a less dark less grim far more bright shiny superhero version just to try and do something different i i just think it's its impact is is so much more vast even though i enjoy Mallrats a lot uh daredevil is actually more important uh vote for daredevil kathy yeah whatever Mallrats. A vote for Mallrats very quickly crushing the hopes of Mike Ortiz. Now, do you see how it feels? Huh? You see how, how it feels for Chris Mitchell when you do that? When you do that to him, rip his fucking heart out. Um, but you're goddamn right. Uh, yeah, comics completely changed from, from that moment on. And, and it, it wasn't just Daredevil. It was the whole experiment with Marvel Knights because uh, there was a shitty Punisher book. Uh, what else? There were, there were four shitty, there were three shitty books and one good one. No, the Black Panther. Oh, that's right. Black Panther was a good one. So there were two good ones and two bad ones because Punisher was horrible. What was the other one? Oh, wait, was it Dr. Strange? In humans. That was good. There were three good ones and one bad one. Oh, that's right. There were three good ones. Holy crap. And Casada was the, uh, editor in chief of that division. And very quickly they gave it to him. They were like, oh, wait, shit. He's running this better than the rest of the company. And then Marvel turned around, and we've got all kinds of really, really good stuff from Marvel over the last what twelve years? How long? How long ago did his run? Was his run? Was it the late nineties? Yeah, late nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it did completely change Marvel Comics, which in turn changed DC Comics as well, because he then moved over to DC to do it again, not the way I liked it, but he changed DC. Uh, yeah, I got to vote for the Daredevil run for the the comic thing, but. Kathy's dismissive vote is the deciding vote, and Mallrats is moving on. We're you know, on to- the other two guys can—they can change their minds if they want. Yeah, they could, but I was it's just not talking. All me. No, no, your dismissive <laughs> vote was the deciding vote, and we are on to our next fight. Uh, Pete, this one is yours. It is an evening with Kevin Smith versus hetero life mates. Um. Ooh. I got to go with an evening with Kevin Smith. Uh, vote for an evening with Kevin Smith. Mike? Uh, yeah, I'm also going to vote for an evening with Kevin Smith. While Kevin Smith may have Easy coined... Is that, Kathy? Yeah, I'm going to go for Kevin Smith as well. What was that? You both were talking at the same time. Mike, what were you going to say? Uh, I was I was just going to say... Uh, 
you know, Kevin Smith may have coined the term hetero life mates, but uh, the concept of it uh, is, you know, it's just close friends. Whereas uh, an evening with Kevin Smith is, is again, it's all Kevin Smith. All right. And, and Kathy, you were going to say something? Uh, Kevin Smith. That's all. An evening with Kevin Smith. Uh, yeah. An evening with Kevin Smith. Uh, Tess, is it a clean sweep? Absolutely is. Easy as that. An evening with Kevin Smith is moving on. We are at our next fight. It's for a spot in the final four. Should be easy for you, Mr. Ortiz. It is Clerks versus a character you don't like, Hooper X. Yep, it's Clerks. I didn't even mute. Uh, Kathy? Uh, Hooper X is a good character, but Clerks is on my TV right now, and it's awesome. So Clerks. Uh, vote for Clerks. I, too, will be voting for Clerks. Uh, Black Rage! Black Rage! Uh, Tess? As, as much as I wish Black Rage were enough, it's not enough to beat out Clerks. Another vote for Clerks. And Pete, is it a clean sweep for Clerks to get into the final four? It is a clean sweep. No Clerks, no Looper X. Black Rage! Black Rage! <laughs> 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 You got to shoot the gun. That's the part that people forget. They, he fucking shot Banky in the chest. It was well, and awesome. what was the name of the book? Was it White Hayton Coon? Yes, I think that. I think that's what it, what his name was. Maliqua or something like that. <laughs> something like that. It was awesome. And then and then the conversations about Archie. That still blows my. Who else did he call gay? There were there was it was it wasn't just Archie. There was a couple other characters. That he was like, oh no, they're flaming homosexuals. But Clerks is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Kathy, this one is yours. It is the Coalition for the Liberation of Itinerant Tree Dwellers versus Fuck Tim Burton. Uh, uh, I, uh, I have to stick with the clit. Who doesn't love the clit? A vote for the clit. The Coalition for the Liberation of Itinerant Tree Dwellers. I love saying that. Like somebody put clit. And Kathy put clit on the list. But I was like, no, no, no. It's the Coalition for the Liberation of Itinerant Tree Dwellers. I love the fact that there's actually a whole name there. And then, you know, the Jay speech about he loves the clit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the clit as well. Tess? As exciting as the clit can be, I love the cock. But uh, I, I got I to gotta say, fuck Tim Burton. It's, it's something that, that actually was better of Kevin Smith than just a moment in the film. Uh, vote for Fuck Tim Burton. Pete? I have to go also for the clit. <coughs> Pete also enjoys the clit. And Mr. Ortiz? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Fuck Tim Burton. Um, that was actually kind of clever. I mean, we had heard the stories about... Uh, about that, uh, the the problems that uh, that he had on on the Superman project, and uh, the clit, as far as a as a, a bit in the movie, is is I mean, come on, that's as, as stupid and juvenile a joke as you can get. And Kevin Smith's actually much better than that. Uh, he's written more clever things. Um, it, it, even when I saw it, I was just like, this is really sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel. And um, and actually, you know, this is Kathy's clit. And uh, I don't think Kathy's clits all that. Whatever. Uh, vote for fuck Tim Burton, but fuck you, Mike. The Coalition for the Liberation of Itinerant Tree Dwellers is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. It is Randall versus my moment with Kevin Smith. Um, 
And it's actually one of that. That's the first time. That's the first moment with Kevin Smith and will stick with me always. But there, I've actually met him several times. He's actually a really nice guy. I, I've, I've always liked Kevin Smith. Um, but uh, Rand, Randall's fucking awesome. Oh, but it is my moment. My fucking day of the sun with a couple hundred people looking at me and we all connected and laughed. It, it, it was it was weird. <laughs> It's before it's before podcasts. It's before the internet was really what the internet is today. Like you could have message boards, but Twitter is one thing that uh, you can have a thousand people all laughing at the same time at something. And uh, yeah, God damn it, I'm voting for my moment. I didn't want to. I wanted to shut it down, but I'm not going to. Uh, Tess, as 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 much as I I love your moment, um, I love Randall more. And I think that he is one of Kevin Smith's better written characters. So I, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I gotta give it to, uh, to Randall. Don't be sorry. He wrote that character for himself. That's why he's really, really well written. Uh, Pete. Um, I as well have to uh, go for Randall. Uh, vote for Randall. Mike. Yeah, uh, as, as great as that moment was, um, it was it was just a moment. Uh, whereas Randall has given us many many moments, um, not not the least of which is is him ordering pornography over the phone. That was awesome <laughs> in front of small children. I forgot about that. Um, Kathy, uh, and then a Scooby Doo movie at the end. Was that it? That's Scooby Doo, but something similar. Yeah, Scrappy Doo or something. Uh, yeah, it's gotta be Randall. He's awesome. Y- Yappy Scrappy Hero Pup or something like Yappy that? Yappy Scrappy yeah. Hero Pup, that is exactly right. And he asks, Happy Scrappy, and then the little kid, Happy Scrappy, Happy Scrappy, yeah. Uh, Randall is into <laughs> the final four. Oh, this is the first time anything of me has actually been on a geek fight. It loses here, I'm fine with it, but uh, it's, it's weird to have something of yours on there. Huh. Like when Mike Ortiz was the best like on here. No, the Coalition for the Liberation of Itinerant Tree Dwellers is on here because <laughs> if it was your clit, I would have voted against it the whole time. <laughs> anyway, we're on to our next fight. Uh, let's see, Tess, this one is yours. It's kind of difficult. It is Mall Rats versus An Evening with Kevin Smith. Oh, that's not kind of difficult. That's extremely difficult because it's Kevin Smith the man versus my favorite kevin smith movie um but if you have to if you have to go i mean i we may be we may be violating some 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 geek fight tenets here about talking about quantity but uh i think that uh i've had more moments where i've enjoyed mall rats and had a hell of a lot of fun with mall rats and introduced others to mall rats than me sitting on my couch watching an evening with Kevin Smith laughing for two hours and then being done with it. A vote for Mallrats. Uh, Pete? Um, yeah, I have to go with uh, an evening with Kevin Smith. It's a little, we already have one of his movies in the top four, and I just think that that gives, them, gives you a little more glimpse into the person. Uh, vote for an evening with Kevin Smith, Mike. You know, th- this is is really kind of interesting, um, but uh, 
I've said uh, Mallrats is my favorite Kevin Smith movie, yet I, I keep finding myself voting against it, and I'm voting against it here. Because uh, even though it was a lot of fun, and, and really, I I had seen Clerks, um, but uh, I, it, it did make me aware of, of Kevin Smith. I mean, I, I watched the movie. I thought it was funny. It was just one of many, you know, cheap um kind of done on the fly do it yourself indie movies that uh that I, I had seen uh, over the years um but Mallrats was when I saw Mallrats I was like holy shit this is that same guy and I actually see the the him mature and do do a a quote unquote real movie um and, and I loved it but an evening with Kevin Smith is something that that's it's a little more unique I mean the Mallrats is a, is a comedy about you know, kind of geeky people, and it takes place in a mall, and it's got a lot of gags, but uh, it doesn't really hold up as a singular story. But an evening with Kevin Smith is something very, very unique. Uh, I don't, I can't think of too many other people who could actually sell a, a, a DVD, and not just a DVD. There's been what four of them now, three or four. Uh, it's of, at least four. It might be five of him just talking, and and it's, and it's you know the the Smodcast is 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 him just talking. Comic book men has him talking. I mean that's that's become such a a, a part of, of what Kevin Smith is. Um you know the live performances, your uh your moment was basically, you know, one of these these sorts of things where he gets up there and tells stories and then then a- answers questions and and uh, does more anecdotes. So because it's it's so unique and some something that's so unique to him, uh I'm just going to vote for it again. Fly, fat ass, fly. Uh, vote for an evening with Kevin Smith. Kathy. Yeah, I think uh, you guys showed me. Uh, we watched an evening with Kevin Smith at a geek night, like almost 10 years ago. Um, and I shared it with you, my geek buddies, and it was a lot of fun. And it's like you guys introduced me to this 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 person who was behind these movies that were pretty cool. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a getting to know him and he's a funny guy and he's, 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 you know, somebody you want to hang out with. Um, so I'm going to go with an evening with Kevin Smith. A vote for an evening with Kevin Smith. And I will say, Oh, look, it's a schooner. It's not a schooner. It's a sailboat. A sailboat is a schooner, fat ass. Uh, Mallrats has some of the best lines for me. You think, uh, what is it? Just because a guy reads comics, he can't kick a little ass? Like, how many times do you say that at, at conventions, Mike? You say that every year. I say that almost at every convention. Yeah. Just because a guy reads comics, he can't kick a little ass? For no reason. No, it can't start some shit. It can't start some shit. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Like the backseat of a Volkswagen? That's a whole, that's another one. Yeah. Who's your favorite new kid? Come on. <laughs> Mallrats introduces Ben Affleck and you go, oh, Ben Affleck is horrible. No, Ben Affleck is not horrible. He's made horrible choices, but he's also made some wonderful movies. Uh, and so, he was the bomb in Phantoms. Not Phantoms. Um, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, what, what's the, the town? His directorial debut, The Town, is a great movie. I love the shit out of it. Like, without Kevin Smith, we don't have that. And in, in Mallrats, we don't have that. Uh, so I'm going to vote for Mallrats for all the other stuff that we get from Mallrats. But An Evening with Kevin Smith is moving on 
into the final four. And uh, we've got our final two fights. We've got Clerks versus The Clit and Randall versus An Evening with Kevin Smith. Uh, Pete, this fight is yours. It is Clerks versus The Coalition for the Liberation of Itinerant Tree Dwellers. Um, wow. Uh, well, this one, I'm just going to go with uh, the basic geek logic and say without Clerks, there would be no Clit. So, Clerks. Uh, vote for Clerks. Uh, Mike. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I will stick with clerks. Another vote for clerks, Kathy. Uh, yeah, the clerks going down. Clerks is going to the finals. Uh, vote for clerks. Uh, now, when we went to Red Bank, New Jersey, to make the pilgrimage, we were going to Wizard World, Philadelphia, two thousand one, two thousand two, something like that. Uh, but we drove. Uh, well, I drove from uh, Pontiac, Michigan, all the way to Red Bank, New Jersey, straight through. Uh, we, we only stopped for gas a couple times, and uh, we, we got a horrible hotel room, and then we went to the secret stash, and you know, we, we, we touched the whatever mobile, and like, it, was, it was cool. And then we got the instructions on how to get to the, the, the store that is Clerks. And uh, New Jersey roads are fucking confusing, and I hate them to this day because of that like it's it's the worst instructions and, and yeah and, you wouldn't go back the next year when when i was there no no i would not <laughs> i would not and it was funny because i even uh i i, I even said to uh what's his name? steve dave what is his real name um brian johnson brian johnson i was like you guys your instructions are like horribly confusing and he was like fuck you kid get out of here he was really <laughs> rude to me uh but because i i actually set foot in that store uh, I played with the milk. I bought a bunch of Gatorade. <laughs> I did all kinds we of stuff. We touched eggs. We touched eggs. Like we we did stuff that people did in the movies. I think Pete bought a pack of cigarettes. Pete trudging that is. I took pictures out in front. Uh, the RST video is there w- with a sign that says uh, "Back in five minutes." Uh, yeah, everything that I wanted to know about Clerk. Like Clerks is. Is great, and I we even got to meet uh what's his name Brian O'Halloran because <laughs> Michael Felsher knows him, uh so yeah Clerks is the shit. I'm voting for Clerks. Uh, Tess. Ooh, let's see. One single moment, no matter how much people love monkeys, still doesn't beat Clerks. And and my Red Bank moment, it falls very much in line with that. I did not have. Brian Johnson, Johnson tell me to fuck off. I had Walt Flanagan ask me out, but it uh, th- there there would be no clit without clerks. So clerks, it is. Jared Formby corollary moves clerks into the finals. What will it fight, uh, Mike? You get to decide that. Kind of. It is Randall versus an evening with <laughs> Kevin Smith. It's funny because it's written here, an evening with Tess, because Tess's name is just there, and Kevin Smith is underneath. But anyway, an evening with Kevin Smith. I'm exciting, but I don't know that I'm that exciting. I mean, You're not that on. exciting. Not at all. I don't know if it would be a two-DVD set. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I got some tricks you don't know about. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, as much as I love Randall... Um, and, and he is a great character. He's, he's probably all things considered the single funniest character in all of the view askew universe. Um, you know, in many ways he's the heart of it and the, you know, he, Dante may be the, the lead, but, uh, he, he's the one that, that kind of 
stirs the shit and gets things going. Um, but I'm going to vote for an evening with Kevin Smith, uh, for all the reasons I've mentioned so far. Um, and, uh, also because if, if we put Randall into the next round, uh, you know, clerks kind of has to win because clerks has Randall. Um, and, uh, I just think it's a more interesting discussion at the end to look at a movie that is, you know, his first movie, the movie that sort of defined what his universe was going to be for, for quite a while up against, uh, a, a DVD that is basically just him talking. And I think it's a much more interesting and, and balanced end to the discussion that we've been having today. Uh, and, and again, you know, Randall, no, he's he's made it this far. He's deserved it all the way. But I think when we're really talking about the best of Kevin Smith, I think uh, something that really is Kevin Smith uh, should be the thing that's uh, going all the way into the finals. A uh, vote for an evening with Kevin Smith, uh, Kathy. So it's Kevin Smith versus his sort of avatar in the movie. His his the the character that was supposed to be him. Um, but has played so well. I, I don't even know if I would like Randall as much as he was, if he was played by Kevin Smith. Um, oh, uh, Randall, I don't know. He's one of my favorite characters in the Kevin Smith universe, but Kevin Smith is Kevin Smith. Well, this is hard. Mm, I'm going to throw votes to Randall. A vote to Randall. Uh, yeah, uh, Mike, you are right. Randall is the funniest character in the VSQ universe. Uh, very close second to Banky. Uh, Banky is a close second because Banky is funny as shit, too. Uh, but, wow. I like Randall a lot. And, and he is the avatar for Kevin Smith. But Kevin Smith is Kevin Smith. And, and you're absolutely right. If Kevin Smith had played that character, it would not ne- be nearly as good as a man who is not an actor. He he just came in and read the lines. He has no act, had no acting experience before that, and the only acting he's really ever done is Clerks, uh, Clerks Two. What is it? The, the thirty seconds or so in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and then uh, the animated series. That's all he's ever done. He's never branched where out. Where the fuck car. is my flying car? At, flying car, but I include that in Clerks. But yeah, uh, yeah, an evening with Kevin Smith. Like I, it makes me want to go and watch, and then I realize, oh wait, no, I've I've actually gone and seen him for free at conventions and just watched him talk. I mean, he doesn't do them all like he used to, but yeah, I, I like an evening with Kevin Smith, so I'm going to go an evening with Kevin Smith. Tess, uh, this is a tough one. Jeff Anderson is so great in that role, and it is so beautifully written. But if we're but I and I was really going to vote for Randall, but. Mike's uh, Mike's geek logic has has swayed me that he Kevin Smith gave us a beautifully written character in Clerks and looking at what the end result would be depending on how this fight goes I would rather have that discussion about uh, the his kind of initial and 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 signature work versus the man himself. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it over. I'm going with uh, an evening Kevin Smith. A uh, vote for an evening with the Kevin Smith. Uh, where's the Jaws music, Pete? 
Um, yes, I also have to go with An Evening with Kevin Smith, um, because it's more Kevin Smith. And Jaws is complete. An Evening with Kevin Smith is into the finals. It is Clerks versus An Evening with Kevin Smith. Kathy, that fight is yours. Ooh, the man versus his creation. And and the thing is, the, what what creation made it into the final two? His first movie, his really low-budget, thrown-together first movie holds up so damn well and and carries through all of his other movies. Um, that's and 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 it doesn't mean that his other movies, you know, he never lived up to the greatness of that first movie. It just means that he kept doing that thing and changing the story and moving it around and was still hilarious. But this one still holds up. It's just brilliant. And then there's the man himself, and you can include in an evening with Kevin, with Kevin Smith. All of his appearances when he's live, when he's just being himself, Kevin Smith being him and talking about weird shit and crazy shit and fun shit. Oh, but I have to go with his, his first movie creation. It is, it is what my first introduction to Kevin Smith and, um, just still holds up to, to today. So Clerks. Uh, vote for Clerks. Uh, the first Kevin Smith movie I ever saw was Mallrats. I didn't see uh, Clerks until after I saw Chasing Amy. I saw Chasing Amy before I saw Clerks, and I didn't like Clerks because uh, I didn't get all the jokes. It, it's it's a very it's one of those movies where if you don't get the joke, it's not funny at all. And it, it, you need you need a lot of at least with the geek references, you need a lot of geek information before going in. Uh, whereas an evening with Kevin Smith is an evening with Kevin Smith, and he kind of explains everything for you. He tells you, he sets the table, he brings out the steak, he gives you a knife, he gives you a fork, he fucking cuts it for you. Uh, an evening with Kevin Smith, that that first DVD, the second DVD, the third DVD, and I haven't I haven't watched the fourth one. I I know there's a fourth, and then you know seeing him live it is if you have an opportunity to do it, even if you don't like the man, it's actually still fun to do. Uh, I'm voting for an evening with Kevin Smith. Tess. This one's really tough for me. Um, I I have loved the evenings with Kevin Smith and seeing him at, speak at, in panels at conventions and reading his blog and listening to his podcasts and listening, reading his books. And, but if I have to go with, with what actually grabs the heartstrings for me, is it one guy talking or is it characters that I have loved since 1994 and who I have enjoyed seeing over and over and over and over and over again? I recognize Clerks is far from perfect and it's essentially a student film. It's a dude who had sold his comic book collection to make a movie and cast his friends in it and filmed it late at night. But it still has stuck with me, and I still think it's funny that, you know, where else are you going to get Jaws jokes and Star Wars jokes and and porn jokes and architecture jokes, which I know the architecture jokes were in there because Jeff Anderson was an architecture major before he ended up being in Clerks, and it spawned all of this other stuff. Um, so I really... 
as much as I have enjoyed the evenings with Kevin Smith and as much as I enjoy listening to him tell those stories, the the characters that populate the View Askew universe are what I really love. And I think that his talent, his humor and his personality and his personability and his everyday guy gives us hope kind of thing is what you see in an evening with Kevin Smith. But ultimately he's a writer and he's a director and he's a creative artist. And what you see in clerks is the introduction to all of that and to these, this great universe that I have absolutely loved. So I I've got to give it to clerks. A vote for clerks. Pete? Um, I believe I actually saw Clerks in the theater when it came out, um, and I, I've been a fan since, so I gotta go with Clerks. A vote for Clerks and Mr. Ortiz. Um, you know, I think it's actually kind of insulting to someone to say the best thing that they've done was the first thing that they've done. Um, and uh, And I don't think, I mean, it's hilarious, it's great, but it's it appeals to us um, in a lot of ways, but it's also rough and raw and amateurish. And uh, when it came out, it really made a big deal, and it became this sort of poster child for do-it-yourself and for uh, for indie movies. And Kevin Smith became very quickly became this sort of indie movie darling. And it's strange because that sort of went to the wayside uh, after a little while, and a lot of people turned on him. Um, and an evening with Kevin Smith is, you know, Tess, you were talking about, um, you know, Jeff Anderson was an architecture major. We all tell the story about how he sold his comic book collection and all of that. Those those are all part of the mythology, but those aren't in the movie. Um, those we get from Kevin Smith talking about making the movie. Uh, we tell the story about how we drove to Red Bank. We tell the story about the... Uh, the incident at the Wizard World convention. We tell the story about sitting there watching uh, the DVD. That's kind of what Kevin Smith is doing. Kevin Smith is not just a director and a writer and a creator. There's a million of those. That's pretty much, we talk about those all the time. How many people do we talk about that tell stories about themselves, about their lives? I think that... That's what Kevin Smith has given us that is really unique. There's a million people have done comedies. Woody Allen has done small comedies that are clever and funny, but you know what? I wouldn't pay for a DVD to see him talk for two hours. I wouldn't go see him live for two hours for any amount of time. Kevin Smith uniquely is that one that that I do because that's how he engages me much more so than his work. I didn't see Red State. Uh, I... I barely saw Cop Out, but every time he comes to town, I'll go see him. You know, as far as a director and a filmmaker, he's all right. But as a geek, as a fellow person who indulges in this stuff, he's a podcaster. As he goes to conventions, we've seen him behind the table at the graffiti conventions way back then. That, to me, is what makes Kevin Smith uh, someone who's interesting not the movies that he makes. Those are good, but I think Kevin Smith himself is actually the best thing about Kevin Smith. A vote for an evening with Kevin Smith. I forgot what he did for me. 
God damn it. I forgot that. While he was behind the booth at, at, at the graffiti one, he's the one that called over Joe Casada to get him to sign one of my fucking paper plates. Which then Joe. Uh, and that's then a I, convention story. That's just a convention like he would story. Go. Yeah. Like, uh, and then later on, I wrote a, a letter to Casada uh, in, what is that, uh, Punisher number 10, saying thank you. And it became the, the letter of the week, but it doesn't matter. Sounds like none of you bitches are changing your fucking vote. And an evening with Kevin Smith is the loser of this geek bike. Clerks is the winner. I'd like to thank our guests for li- and that was a good try, Mike. That was a really there good There are try. no losers. Yeah, oh, no, they're, they're losers. They're losers. There are there three of them on this panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I I I really your your geek logic was was nigh impeccable. I just don't agree. It's because you're yeah, wrong. I think the word is is better than the man. I don't know. <laughs> and see, it's well, people like you that have ruined his career by forcing him to stick with that funny clerk stuff that he always did. Oh, no, I love Dogma, too. And I like, well, I really love Jersey Girl. Chasing Amy. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> I noticed none of those made it on the list. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did, do you guys have anything you want to plug, uh, Tess? Uh. Not at the moment. It's actually pretty quiet these days. All right, Kathy. Uh, just if you're a geek in Chicago, go to chicago-sf.com and join us for our meetups or one of our other events around Chicagoland. Pretty uh, yeah. Pete. Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Dion's Playground, all one word on eBay, or uh, check out uh, Fables and Reflections Book Club on meetup.com. Rock and roll. Uh, Chicago-SF.org okay. I said the wrong thing Okay. Uh, <laughs> check out our friends DVDgeeks.tv Space Communicate and their awesome podcast Life After Trek Also check out their website Bye Bye Robot They have really 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 cool art there I've actually touched pieces of it Because uh, Charity Crewman Becky Actually did some of that artwork And she, they've actually got it in their house It's pretty awesome And the Rockford Files Files I'm not joking I keep keep saying it and it is the rockford files files that you have to put the the there do you think we'd uh, have enough people to do a best of rockford files episode i'm sure you could i wouldn't be on it because i've never watched an episode Me either. <laughs> i uh, watch it all the time but just chris if you want to do your own and send it to us we'll post it as a bonus it, uh, it's a great show but you know it's kind of what would win of the best of the rockford files is the theme song uh anyway uh, the answering machine but the Souls Minis of Orthodoxy are also awesome. Uh, comedy Track Stars, Comedy All Star, Commentary track, track, stars. track Stars, Commentary Track Stars. Uh, special, uh, they do fan made commentaries. We've been on both shows. It's fun. Uh, They've probably thanks. done some Kevin Smith movies. We, uh, you know what? We need to do a Kevin Smith movie. Uh, special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing with the Chris Mitchell on the Geek Bites Tumblr. And Chris Mitchell actually made a wikia for us. Uh, it's kind of awesome. Uh, Christy Woke actually put in quite a bit of information one day. Uh, it's kind of crazy. And of course, Mr. Jared Formby for the Pimped Out intros he creates. You can read his blog, Hey Star Trek, at www.heystartrek.net. Um, Mike. You can find me every week on the Week and Geek video show on YouTube where we preview the new comics every Wednesday. You can check us out at geekfights.net where we have lists of show ideas, the brackets we mentioned earlier, our past episodes, links to our wiki, our Facebook page, and our Tumblr. Uh, Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes 
and or the Zoo Network or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter. Just look for Geek Fights. Uh, let's see. I should have been getting up while you were doing that to look at the calendar because I have no fucking clue what's next week. Uh, next is but, Pinball. Oh, that's right. But that's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Next week is Best Pinball Machine, which is an episode Mike isn't even going to be on. Uh, we've got some real big pinball enthusiasts for that one. It's going to be a little weird. And after that is... Ah, my brain is not working. Hang on. Oh, an episode that Mike wanted to do. Uh, it's a versus. We haven't done a versus in like a year and a half, maybe two. It is old versus new. That's where we're going to take like old Star Trek and put it up against new Star Trek and old Star Wars versus new Star Wars and see which one wins. Old, old or Coke new. versus new Coke. Why not? Any and all ideas are welcome. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Seriously, boot money is disgusting. My love for you is like a truck bell saga. Would you like some making fuck bell saga? My love for you is ticking cock bell saga. Would you like to suck my cock bell saga? Yeah, I got I got some today. And I was pissed. I didn't I, I didn't actually touch it either. I just pushed it with like a, a pin. This old 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 lady was pissed at me about it too. It's like fuck you. It's fucking hot. You're gonna pull money out of your goddamn bra. That's disgusting. All, all wet and sweaty. With yes. Your... Okay. Yes. And it's, I, I don't I still don't understand how it's acceptable. It's unacceptable for me to pull it from the, the, the side of, of my underwear or out of my sock. But ladies can pull it out of their boobs. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, underwear, socks and bras, while also having being there for support, they are there to collect sweat. They are not a place to fucking hold on to shit. You don't keep money there. You don't keep your phone there. You don't keep. What a, a keys. I've seen women pull keys out of her bra. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I don't have my purse. Oh my God. That's what pockets are for, dummy. So I, I really do hate boob money. Yeah. Okay. Did, did you see the bra that has the slot for the cell phone and stuff?
Yeah, uh, no, I haven't seen that. But but I actually have no problem with that if it's on the outside, or if there's a case that's that's different. That's a, an area to that's the fabric is wrapping around it and covering it, so it's not actually touching your breast. It's just a place to put something. That's no big deal. Like a secret pocket in your shoe. Who cares? But I'm talking about when it's getting skin skin to to skin contact. Like it's it's just sitting there soaking up sweat on a hot summer day. It's fucking bullshit. Sorry. But you're not bitter and that's what counts. Oh, I am bitter. Uh, I'm not going to claim to not be bitter. It's it's one of the things because I work with I handle cash in almost every job I've ever had. It's one of the things that just I, I don't understand why it's acceptable. I have no problem. That it, like, it's, it's not the fact that women do it. It's the fact that people accept it like it's an okay thing to do. And they aren't repulsed by it. And if I am repulsed by it, I'm looked at as the one that's being offensive. Like, wait a minute. If I pulled this out of near where my dick was on a hot summer day and, and handed you a sweaty $20 bill, I, I might get arrested for that shit. But, but, you, but you could dick palm Stanley. Well, that was just an accident. I would, you know, crotch sweat is grosser than boob sweat. No matter, what you know, you need to do name and you need to find out where she works and go there wearing bike shorts and just pull some money out of the side, not near my butthole or or my my dick, just right off the side of the thigh, and it just yeah, be a really, just really just a hot fucking day, and it just be sweaty. You're right, crotch sweat is is a little bit nastier, but it's no, but. Foot sweat is no nastier than boob sweat, and nobody would. Uh, nobody wants stuff from foot feet sweat. As I, don't, of, I don't want anything from somebody's feet, but if you have it in the side of your sock at your ankle level, that's fine. But if it's wet, it sucks. It doesn't matter. It, if it if it's wet, you shouldn't hand it to somebody else. If it's wet with your sweat, yeah, that's kind of true. Like <laughs> uh, you know, I I understand people. You know, uh, oh shit, I have to keep this here, but. If you're planning on going somewhere and handing somebody boob money, guess what you do? Before you walk in, you kind of pull it out so nobody sees you do it and then hand it to me. Because <laughs> I know for a fact that there have been pennies in Mike Ortiz's ass that I've probably handled. And there's other things that have gone on with bills and coins that I don't ever want to know about. But it's because I don't see it happen. I'm fine with it. Money is some of the most disgusting things uh, things on the planet because everybody touches it after doing something horrible. I just wiped my ass. I'm sure somebody's wiped their ass with $20 bills and laughed about it, rinsed it off, and went and spent it. Like, I'm sure that has happened. I'm going to go wash my money now. I, I don't would see Would that be it. stink billing? Yeah, yeah, that would be stink billing. Stink but bill? I, don't, I don't see it, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, sorry. You might uh, Did you just get back? Yeah. Yeah, just use that whole thing. <laughs> My whole boot money, I, I went on a boot money tirade. So, <sighs> I hate boot money because I got some today. I'm, I'm just upset that they were upset at me for being offended by it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I can understand if I pulled money out of my sock and somebody was like, oh, hey, uh, do you have any other money somewhere else? I'd be, I'd be understanding. I'd be like, sorry, no, this is all I have. But when you keep it there because I don't like carrying a purse or I don't want to put things in pockets that are on my pants that have pockets. Yeah. That's it. I mean, unless you oh, are coming in there in like a bikini, no what What were you saying, Mike, unless you're coming in there in a bikini, then yeah. there's no reason to put it in your boob. Yeah. What, what was your reason for putting it in your boobs, Kathy? 
I only do boob money when I have no pockets and no purse, and no jacket. So it's, basically a bikini. Yeah. Even though well, it's not when a, I'm wearing a, a skirt and a blouse at a bar and I just brought in my ID and my money because anything else I brought would get stolen if I left it sitting at the table while I dance. Yeah. That's when I, that's when I used to use boob money. But, but, but at the same time, do you pull it out in front of the bartender and say, here, this is some sweaty titty money? Or do you kind of pull it out before you get to the bar and they don't know? Uh, uh, well, it used to be sexier, actually. It's, it's never sexy. I don't know why people you don't, don't understand that. You don't think it's that. sexy, but... No, no, no. It's never sexy being handed sweaty money. <laughs> Period. That is not something that is sexy. I, except for people who are into if, sweat. If you want to put your nose between those boobs where that money was, then you think it's sexy. But that is my nose on those boobs, which is fine. The, you are also forgetting the part about money already being disgusting, and now you've made it wet. <laughs> and yeah, I mean it's 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 just like you know someone who uh, who who would kiss you but not like drink out of the same bottle, right? You know it's 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 just a different sort of thing. Yeah, like no, yeah. It, 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 Plus, it's, it's like look, I I don't equate money coming. I mean, would you want dick money? See? Um, see, unless the guy was smoking hot, no, <laughs> you don't. Unless the guy was smoking hot and I wanted to smoke his pole anyway, right? And I was, and I figured my mouth was going to be on that sweaty stuff anyway. <laughs> you yeah, but you know, most of the women who pull boob money, I wouldn't put my face in their boobs. No, I would not. <laughs> I, I have only seen one hot chick in my entire life pull out boob money. One, I was like, wow. She's way too attractive for that. Oh, is that what happens? They're really attractive when they start doing boob money. So when they're old, fat, ugly ladies uh, that people have been saying it's okay while they were hot, that they don't know that they can't do it now because they're not hot anymore. <laughs> like, no, no, the, your hot card has been revoked. You can't just do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, Nobody... I don't know. <laughs> but why don't we start geek fighting again? And okay. seriously, Mike, you have to cut that out for me. And it'll either be a separate episode or an episode, but my goddamn boob money rent has to make it into something. Oh, that's going to be our uh, outro, probably. It's, our uh, it's, no, it's like a 10-minute blooper. That's fine. But it, okay. This is a short episode so far. So far. It's going to get longer. Ready? Yep. 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 I'm still here. Okay. <laughs>
Let's try not to be long. <laughs>